reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you could kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the reprobate travel cast. Now on iTunes. Woohoo! That's exciting. Uh, today I've got Bob Cook, comedian. In the hizzy. Up in this bitch. And John Wilson's with us again. Hey. Hardcore backpacking explorer. So, uh, all right, boys, I got some news stories here for us to talk about. Travel news. Or something close to travel news. Um, I'm going to start off with um, a story here. More warnings from Texas government about spring breaking in Mexico. <laughs> I mean, every day it seems like they're warning people to be careful if you're taking spring break in Mexico. Is there any reasoning behind that? I don't know if it's kidnappings or... I'm, well, you know, there's all the drug violence and... Uh, don't like Mexicans in general. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how can you not like not Mexicans? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a water warning, and they're just trying to warn people not to drink the water because they'll all shit their pants. <laughs> Is that possible? It's a poorly worded water warning. But I don't think kids spring breaking in Mexico, you'd have to worry too much about drinking water. Nah. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry too much about kids spring breaking in, in Mexico to begin with. You know? Well, you know, there's... But everyone know not, not to spring break in Albuquerque. Just throw that out there. Yeah. And there's also Texas's warning that Libya apparently isn't a great place to vacation for spring break. You're breaks. kidding me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I don't. I made that up, but it's probably good advice too. Um, heroin disguised as candy seized at airport. What kind of candy? I don't know. Heroin candy, where, I guess. Where can you get that again? I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They they apparently were smuggling heroin. They disguised it as candy and huge pixie sticks yeah. of heroin. How did they find out it was heroin though? Boy, this yeah. this candy's good, but I'm fucked up. That explains that 12-hour uh, sleep I had after the starbursts I bought the other day. <laughs> I don't know what kind of candy this is, but all of a sudden, the Grateful Dead sounds really good. Is that why my kids keep pawning all my shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Southwest Airlines. Woman is painting her nails um, on the flight. A stewardess comes by and says, please don't paint your nails on the flight. The lady said, fine. She noticed she had two nails left, so she goes into the ladies' room. Or the restroom. Does the rest of her nails. Opens the door. There's another stewardess waiting for her. Bitches her out. Follows her to her seat. Keeps bitching her out and bitching her. The lady's like, hey, leave me alone. All right? Drop it. Okay. Sorry. I painted my nails. The cops are waiting for her when they land. And throw her in jail for ten hours. Wow. That's an hour for each nail. <laughs> it's not that bad. I didn't think about that a penalty like that. Thank God she didn't do her toes. Yeah, I don't. You don't. Do you really need to paint up your nails to go to jail? She she had the nicest nails in prison, though. And if they knew what I did in those bathrooms, I'd be going to jail. For <laughs> yeah, paint your nails ain't shit. That's nothing. I lit a cigarette in the bathroom once on a flight. Oh, did that, you? You'll it, definitely go to jail. It, for I didn't. I I did get bitched out though. The lady bitched me out, but she was cool about it. I was huffing paint in the bathroom. Nothing wrong with that. That makes a flight enjoyable. Uh, What's the it, problem with paint your nails? Is there any mention? Fumes, I guess, in a, in a closed compartment? I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. People can, can't breathe. You know what? It's, it's very mysterious that they always know that you're doing something shady in the bathroom. Maybe. Yeah. How's that possible? They always know when something's going on back there. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff going on uh, with, with that kind of thing, though. The TSA recently humiliated a woman over a breast pump. <laughs> She's got the breast pump in some empty bottles, and they said, hey, you can't travel with those empty bottles. They have to be full of something. So the girl goes <laughs> into the lady. bitch. <laughs> she goes, well, where can I? She goes, I'll fill one of them for you to prove it, that it's a real working pump, if that's what you want. And they said, yeah. So she had to go in the bathroom. People were walking by. She was humiliated, I guess. I had a similar issue with my penis pump. <laughs> so does that mean I'll fill this? <laughs> Prove that's real, Bob. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty... The TSA's out of control. I mean, are they really protecting us? From, like, breast milk and nail polish. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> the plane, hidden killers that you never think about. This plane's going to Cuba, or everybody's going to have green nail polish. <laughs> So, that's that. Protecting us from being fabulous. Um, Branson, Missouri, is open for business after a tornado hit. Apparently, um, nobody could tell the difference that a tornado had hit it. <laughs> I didn't know it was open for business before the tornado. <laughs> yeah, well, Branson, Missouri is this shithole town in Missouri where all these, B, not even B-list celebrities, have, like, theaters and stuff. What were we talking about, though? Yakov Smirnoff. That's he has he a theater. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I hope the tornado didn't destroy the Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> Theater. I was Soviet Russia. <laughs> Tornado destroys you. Gallagher uh, Gallagher Nine was going to be <laughs> booked. Like this is the kind of acts they have there, though. It's like who, who's in, who's playing Branson? Oh, we've got the other guy from Bosom Buddies. <laughs> Not Tom Tom Hanks. No, Peter Scolari. <laughs> you know, Rich Little is the kind of guy that. Honey, let's go to Branson. We could see Frank Sinatra Jr. <laughs> We're going to see uh, an impersonator that impersonates Elvis impersonators. <laughs> Arsenio Hall's headlining. We need to get tickets. So Branson's back in business. Uh, an Elvis impersonator impersonator. It's an interesting gig. Uh, if you're in Europe, apparently there's cheap ways to travel throughout Europe. It's expensive getting to Europe, but then once you get there, you can get one-way tickets for like 30 bucks. So let's say you're in London and you want to go to France and then see some girl's underpants. You could get a $30 flight to do that. And still have money for more underpants. Right. I mean, there's um, Bel Air, EasyJet, German Wings, uh, Thomas Cook, Blue Air, Pegasus. All these airlines um, give you cheap flights. Within Europe. So if it, my other advice, if you're traveling to Europe, is don't land in one of the major cities. If you want to save money, don't land in London or Paris. Land somewhere like, uh, I don't know. Uh, you got me there. I don't know any other uh, cities. In you know, like, like uh, Spain. Um, I don't know, Barcelona or somewhere a little, not Paris or, or England anyway. There's... Um, Oh, yeah. People are going to know those cities. That's like a guy in France being able to name out like Obex when he comes here. Right. Hey, I, that, cut, turn that thing off. We're going to get copyright infringements. Damn it. <laughs> Thought Stupid. that thing was off. Stupid popular John. Oh, so the, the you know that Costa Concordia ship? The, the um, what do you call it? Uh, it it's a uh, cruise liner that, that crashed? Yeah. 
Um, the lawyer. Okay, here's what happens. This this cruise liner smashes into a reef. We were talking about this last week, and uh, the guy, the the captain's supposed to go down with the ship to help people. He goes running. Yeah, yeah. And like he did everything wrong. And the lawyer is saying <laughs> it's because he wasn't wearing his glasses. <laughs> I thought he was still on the ship. Yeah, I mean that might be why he ran into the reef in the first place then. Well, no, yeah, they said he was waving to a girl. Hmm. <laughs> and he cra- I don't Have know. You seen that guy? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if a girl's like offering some ass up, though, maybe I would leave this ship. <laughs> I'll check on you guys in a little bit. I got this thing going on over here. <laughs> well, I misread the story at first. I thought it was the prosecuting lawyer who said he wasn't wearing his glasses. <laughs> so they'd be like, he crashed the ship. He bailed out on everybody. He he abandoned everyone. Oh, and he wasn't wearing his glasses. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. That's like a that is a weird sort of defense to bring up. Like it's still negligence. Like, hey, 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 everyone, calm down. He was drunk. All right, get off his case. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, <laughs> not guilty. Uh, another news: uh, the official Angry Birds theme park is opening. Oh wow! And apparently, uh, they have rides that never seem to end. And when you get off, you realize that life has passed you by. <laughs> Just like playing hours of Angry Bird. It's in Finland, and uh, and, the, and this is a fun fact. Um, all through China, they have these fake stores. Like there'll be an apple store, but they don't sell real apples. They sell pirated bootleg apples. Well, there's an actual unofficial Angry Birds amusement park in China. Hmm. Yeah, those guys don't need copyright for anything. No, they do what they want. Remember we were in Cambodia and there was the uh, Tiger Woods putt putt. Right. Yeah, we're in the middle of the we're in the middle of the fucking Cambodia, this little town, and there's this little mini golf course and it's the Tiger Woods golf course. And I'm like and John's like, I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods didn't open a golf course in the middle of nowhere Cambodia. I'm pretty sure they're just using his likeness. I had a Russian friend when I was in high school, I worked at this summer camp and so they'd bring in people from different countries. And I was talking to him about uh, basketball or something, and he he said that he had uh, a pair of Jordans, and he pulls up his shoe, and it's like a real ratty ass like Velcro shoe. It's like a Fred Jordan. It's like Michael Jordan stitched into the side. Just somebody wrote the name. (laughs) These are Fritz Jordans. (laughs) Uh, Here's another story. A cruise line story. Another cruise line story. Tough time to ride cruise lines, I guess. 22 passengers robbed in Mexican Seaside Resort. So you don't want a vacation there. Yeah, I guess not. Those they they're no they're not joking around on this Mexico shit. I guess you're at a resort on a cruise line at a resort. You get off the cruise line, go to your resort, and then you get robbed. You know, a theme vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a suspected drunk driver speeds down a Philadelphia runway. And uh, fucks up air traffic. Suspected drunk driver. No, he was just speeding down the runway sober. <laughs> Art, ask the tower if we're clear. <laughs> Bang. I'm going to do a flyby, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking drunk Philly dude. Um, Milwaukee. There's. Oh, check this out. There's a Milwaukee walking tour opening up. You lost me right there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just a tour in Milwaukee. First of all, right. why? Yeah. 
Yeah, right there, it's already fucked up. This is a Jeffrey Dahmer walking tour. You got me back. Yeah. <laughs> the media found... Uh, okay, it's a tour where they show, show you around to all of Jeffrey Dahmer's spots where he would get these guys to go back with them. They and would go by... where he fucked skulls. Yeah. That's pretty morbid, huh? The media found out about it because there were deals on the tour in the local Groupon. <laughs> You know, I mean, it is morbid, but it's a draw. Like, like John said, it's a better draw than anything else Milwaukee's got going on. You know. Yeah. Got to use, you know. And here's the local water treatment facility. Yeah, that's like the coolest thing in Milwaukee. But there's people protesting. Apparently, it's a big deal. People are. I wonder if the Dahmer Estate is getting any of that money. Oh, I hope so. I was watching this thing on MSNBC one time, and it was like, uh, you know, they're interviewing him in prison, and he's sitting there with his dad, and it was very strange because, like, as they were telling some of the stories, Dahmer started crying, and he, and he looks over, and uh, he says to his dad, um, I'm so sorry, Dad. And I'm sure it was instinctive, but his dad's reply was, don't be sorry. <laughs> I, like, I think it's okay if you're sorry. It's probably okay. That's one of the few things you can be sorry about. Yeah. Don't be sorry, son. Be proud of it. Wear it like a badge yeah. of honor. These things happen oh, to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I got drunk when I was your age and brought a fag back to my house and murdered him. <laughs> That's a that's the travesty of that uh, the one guy who had, he had drilled into his skull and poured acid in it, and the guy was wandering down the street looking for assistance, and the police officers returned him to Dahmer. To Dahmer, yeah, yeah. Dahmer like and saw them or something. He was like, "It's my gay lover. He's drunk, whatever." So they're like, "Well, keep this crazy shit in yeah. the house. Then here yeah. you go. Look what these homos do on a daily basis. <laughs> they drill holes in their head." That's why that's where homophobia becomes a bad thing. Like I don't want to know what it is you're into. Just go ahead and do it in there. What you do behind closed doors is your business. <laughs> oh my god, they're having one of those wild head drilling parties again. That's yeah. what I call a glory hole. Right. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. There's a uh, zero gravity roller coaster being designed in Southern California. It will accelerate. At a path parallel to the earth and then shoot the passengers straight up in the air in an enclosed vehicle which approaches the top of this tower and passengers will feel eight seconds of zero gravity. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that sounds pretty crazy. Oh, I mean, the puke inside of that thing on the cake <laughs> after the ride is going to be... Uh, well, yeah, puke. It's funny you mentioned puke. It's designed after the Vomit Comet, which is a, uh airplane, uh, air vehicle that, goes, that does that sort of thing. It goes straight up in the air and then straight right. down and you feel zero gravity. It trains astronauts. So basically, you'll feel what it's like yeah. to be in space. For eight full seconds? Eight seconds. It doesn't sound like a long time, but I'm sure it's a really long time to experience right. that. Yeah, I think that, I don't know how funny it is, but I just thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if I would ride it. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'd wear a raincoat in there, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably a good idea. It, it, it says it'll, it'll be as if the capsule is tossed through the air, and the passengers are tossed in the air, and the capsule's just sort of floating with them. Pretty cool. That sounds dangerous. It does. It does. It sounds crazy. I, I don't know if I would ride it or not. 
Okay, there's a place called Breakers Resort in Palm Beach. It's a high-priced resort, and they have a lost and found department. This is some of the things they found in the lost and found department. A hundred thousand dollar watch inscribed by Johnny Cash. Somebody left it behind. That's a that's a pretty good employee that turns that into oh, yeah. the lost and found. Yeah, and who's like, the? How cool are you if Johnny Cash is giving you a watch? Right. Yeah, in the first place. Hey man, I got you this watch. <laughs> I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Here's a watch. A set of golf clubs, Rolexes, divorce papers, bags of marijuana. And a professional flute. You know what's weird is it's like all the same guy that lost it. <laughs> Have you found my weed, divorce papers, Rolexes, golf clubs, and my flute? That's that's what we got to do. We got to call down there and act like we're the lost guy. I seem to remember losing my watch, weed, divorce papers. I find it hard to believe that a uh, a employee from a hotel is going to turn back in the weed. The watch I can see. The weed? Yeah. Because I mean, what do you really good weed? (laughs) Must have been some crap. Here's here's some weed. Awesome. Here's a watch. It'll help you get to work on time. No, you can keep it. But I mean, what are you going to do, officer? Somebody stole my weed. (laughs) It's going to be tough. Uh, Somebody left their car at the valet and just left it there too. Forgot they left it there. A car that probably had a dead body in it at some point. The Breakers Room, you want a room at this resort? $400 low end, $2,400 a night high end. So I could stay there for at least a couple hours one day. Yeah. What happens if you paint your nails there? Do you get a room for a few hours? Yeah, they give you a room for 10 hours, I guess. Uh, I found a thing from Newsweek in 2010 online. It's a little old, but I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's been updated to 2012. If, if so, I haven't seen it. But New, Newsweek's 10 be- best countries in the world, according to education, health, quality of life, economic dynamism, and political environment. Where do you guys think the U.S. is on that list? Not at all. Surprisingly, I don't think it's on there either. Number 10, Denmark. Number 9, Japan. Number 8, Netherlands. Number 7, Canada. Number six, Norway. Number five, Luxembourg. Number four, Australia. Three, Sweden. Two, Switzerland. Number one, Finland. Hmm. Finland. What was the story you just did about Finland a second ago? Uh, did I do something about Finland? Yeah, they have the... Uh, Finland has the Angry Birds theme park. Oh, no wonder they're so happy. Yeah, they used to that's be, why it's they the used best. to be 11th. <laughs> <laughs> they jumped 10 spots. And as far as I'm concerned, I think you made a couple of those places up. I've never heard of half of them. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no such places. Uh, Another awesome village. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that place sounds awesome. Yeah, so we're not even in the top 10 according to Newsweek. I think that's pretty interesting. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's all subjective, though, because they're, like, they're giving you the criteria that they're ranking it on. Like, if it were, like, uh, you know, plenty of hookers and booze and drugs available, we'd be on that list. But they're worrying about things like education and economic stability. Yeah, stupid stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't go to a place for their economics and stability and education. You go right. for the prostitution, the availability of right. drugs. Right. Yeah, you guys want to throw down on a trip to Finland so we can read some good shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they do have the Angry Birds Park on us. We don't have that. No. And people are Angry Birds crazy. People that are into it are way too into it. 
Yeah, I can I can do without it. I just get frustrated. I, I, I fail enough in life. I don't need a game to like emphasize that for me. But I do like actual angry birds. I've flipped a couple of angry birds at people. And moving on. <laughs> so that's all the travel news we have. Can you guys hang out for a minute? Sure. sure. Uh, we'll be right back, folks. Okay, we're back. That was uh, that was fun, boys. Yeah, not bad. Here, uh, I got uh, I, there's a couple of stories that I wanted to tell and and talk to you guys about. I th- I thought um, we could all have some fun with this. We just recorded an episode about our trip to Cambodia, me and John. Yeah, and uh, we were on the beach. And then pretty far out in the middle of nowhere, I would say, it was a town called Sahuknaville. Hmm. Now, I didn't know much about Cambodia. It's like the Mayberry of Cambodia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, I mean, it, but it was right on the, the water. It was beautiful. And uh, we're sitting on the beach one day, and these kids would bug you. They'd come right up to you, and they'd try to sell you these bracelets. You buy bracelet off of me. And you're like, I don't want a fucking bracelet. <laughs> you buy bracelet? No, I don't want a fucking bracelet. Leave me alone. Tell you what. We play tic-tac-toe. You win, I give you bracelet. I win, you buy all the bracelets. No, fuck off. No. <laughs> and these little kids were like fucking Rain Man when it came to tic-tac-toe. They were like world fucking tic-tac-toe champion kids. So if you go, yeah, I'll play in tic-tac-toe, and you think you have all the angles, oh, I could cat game them or win every time. Mm-hmm. He's got you. He does some sort of weird Cambodian voodoo. <laughs> and then you have to buy all these fucking bracelets. So The Russians have chess. The Cambodians have, have tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and they'll kick your ass, so don't fall for that. That's a travel tip for you, the folks. The Finns have angry birds. Yeah, the yeah. Finns do. They love their angry birds. Angry birds, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tell I mean, you what. You play me at a game of angry birds. You win. I give you the bracelet. But, I mean, they're relentless. I, oh, I yeah. swear, these kids had drive and determination. I, if I had a business, I'd hire them. They know that you're paying them to leave. The bracelet goes right down in the sand. Right. You could care less about the bracelet. They're cheap, crappy yarn bracelets anyways, you know. So, we're sitting on the beach. These kids are bugging us. And, and then, you know, the, there's a lady's going, massage? You want a massage? And um, right out here in front of everybody, I don't think yeah, so. That's going to make a happy ending, a little awkward if we're right here on the beach in front of everyone, aren't we? So really we're enjoying a nice day. Got a massage from the kid and a bracelet from the woman. <laughs> <laughs> this guy walks by the sand and he's carrying an AK-47. And he's not in a uniform. He's just wearing like shorts and sandals. <laughs> And he's not, I don't remember, he didn't look unfriendly, he didn't look menacing, he didn't look uh, anything. It was a casual day at the beach with his AK-47. And I said... <laughs> all it was. I said, John, who's that? And he's like, I don't fucking have any idea who that is. He's, I said, is it a cop or is it a military man? I don't know. It's a guy with the AK. You know, it can go either way. It could be a good thing or a bad thing in Cambodia. You'll never know. <laughs> We either saw the nicest or the worst thing we've ever seen over there. We have no idea of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel unsafe. I felt a little unsafe with the military checkpoints. Uh, yeah. That that gave me a little alarm. 
But uh, I felt good on that trip overall, except for that time. I was just like, that's, I'm not comfortable around machine guns. <laughs> Especially not at the beach. No. So. Yeah, machine guns on the beach, that never ends up good. You know? Yeah, I'm just trying to picture like, Normandy. A, a beach where you get massaged while putting on a new bracelet where a guy is patrolling with a machine gun. <laughs> that's, that's an insane scenario. Everywhere we went, people would... Every hotel we checked in, there'd be a bag boy who would take your bags up to the room and then he'd look at you and say, you want girls, you want weed? What nice. do you want? Everywhere we went. The weed, I wasn't very... The weed in Cambodia, I wasn't very impressed with. The hash, we would finally... But it was cool because this guy had set up a shack. The, the green... Yeah, what was it? It's called the... Uh... The green room or something like that. The green room or something, but it was this little bar on the beach, and you could order a joint off the guy, and for a couple extra bucks, he'd spread hash in it. So a couple 75-cent beers, and one of those, and you'd be feeling pretty good. Well, you know? Yeah, so the exchange rate is very favorable over there. Yeah, they wanted nothing but American dollars there in Cambodia. What's a room cost over there for the night? About between five and ten bucks. Oh wow, you low know. end. You can go up to twenty five, oh, thirty yeah. you bucks. You can stay in some real nice places if you wanted to. I mean, I stayed on the beach there. I was there four months. You were at the hoo ha house. Yep. Where's the hoo ha house? Um, it's right on the main street, um, one block back from the beach. Um, there's only two streets, the main street and then the, almost the main street. Well, where, the, where were we? Because we took that tuk-tuk out of them, off the main street. We were right. out of ways. There was a casino that was built, these big hotels and shit, and they were all empty. Well, yeah, the Cambodian government screwed over. Uh, they enticed the Koreans to come in and build up that town. And once they built everything, they kicked them out and thought they could run it themselves and... Obviously couldn't. They had no clue. Oh, there were a hundred room hotels there vacant. Not a soul in there. Wow. But I had a uh, I had a room right off the beach. It was a hundred a month. Jesus. So. Yeah, like $3 I mean. dollars a day, four bucks a day, something like that. I'd like to go do, just float around <clears throat> for a while uh, and maybe take a few months away and just do some podcasts from somewhere, you know. Yeah, it'd be fun. I've got some tour dates coming up for my stand-up, and I'm going to be going some places and reporting from uh, those locations. So that that's uh, that'll be cool. I'm excited about that. And you're going back to uh, New Orleans, John? Yeah. yeah, I'm leaving Monday to go back. Uh, got one more job to finish up there, and I should have enough money in my pocket to uh, go on another adventure. Yeah. Oh, if you um, don't forget, folks, add me on Twitter under the name MojoCat1973. That's MojoCat1973. You can check out Bob Cook's webpage, Boobcock, B-O-O-B-C-O-K.com. And he's also on Facebook. Uh, John Wilson is on Facebook. You can find him. It's uh, John Wilson. There's probably 30 of them. But his is a picture where he's cooking on a toilet because he got stuck in Cambodia one time in a typhoon. And he couldn't leave his room because 80-mile-an-hour winds were, you know, 
Rocking, rocking people's worlds, <laughs> hurling coconuts through the air, killing people. Wow! And uh, so he's cooking a fish or something. Was it Angry Birds? Chicken that day. Chicken. Oh, what I hope was chicken that day. <laughs> yeah, on on his toilet, he had set up a little contraption to eat. Oh, Are yeah. you saying it's abnormal to eat in the bathroom? No, just to cook in the bathroom. Oh, okay. No, to eat in the bathroom is normal. I mean, I feel better now. Sometimes I'll be taking a shit and having a slice of pizza. (laughs) Sometimes I'll eliminate the middleman, throw the pizza right in the toilet. (laughs) Stick it to the man. Um, And then, uh, what what was it? When we were living in L.A., me and John Wilson, I got booked on this gig. And it was one of those gigs where you don't know what's coming. They just tell you it's going to be great. We get there. John, I'll let you tell the story. All right. Uh, I go to pick Jake up. I'd been in L.A. for a while, so I kind of knew my way around. Jake had just got there, so he really didn't know his way around. He called me up. Hey, can you take me out? I think it was out in the valley somewhere, Sherman Oaks or somewhere like that. So I'm like, sure. And he's like, oh, yeah, they called me. They said they've got it all set up. We've got the, They've got the comics booked. Real nice place. Um... They have comedy there every Tuesday night or whatever. It should be a great gig. So we get there, and the address they give us is a pizza shop. So we're like, oh, the comedy club, maybe it's downstairs, maybe it's next door. We'll go in and ask. Oh, no, it's right here. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we're looking around, okay, no stage, no microphone. <laughs> we do see a picnic table in the middle of the room. So, um, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of weird, but hey, you know, we don't know what's going to go on. Next thing, some guy climbs up on there, microphone in his hand, starts introducing the comics. Well, the microphone goes out, doesn't work. So, <laughs> and he's standing on a picnic table. Yeah, just standing That's on the stage is a picnic table in the middle of the fucking room. But there were people there. Yeah, there it was quite And they were awesome. Few, yeah. And there were uh, so like, I didn't know the comics then. I can't think of who it was. But it was... They were all working comics, you know. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't an amateur night or anything like that. And the show was awesome. The show turned out to be really funny. The crowd loved it. We didn't even use the mic. At one yeah, point, was, I threw the yeah, mic down yeah. and I just yelled. Yeah, the mic was in and out the whole time. But it was one of those nights, Bob, and I'm sure you've had this, where you walk into the place and you go, this is going to suck. Yeah. And yeah. then the crowd is so appreciative... That it's it's one of, it's better than say a night oh, at yeah. a, at an A club because it's it's real people that uh, that appreciate it and, and you know aren't jaded at all and it was uh, it was amazing yeah I always go into every night assuming it's gonna suck somewhere in my <laughs> mind I'm just like oh this could go horribly or whatever and I actually begin to feel better as I watch the crowd and kind of see what type of crowd they are and I'm like okay these people are into it you know but. Uh, it's almost better if they're actively hating you than if they're just, like, talking. You know, well, if yeah. you've ever done the show where, like, no one is even listening. Where they're just having a conversation while yeah. you're talking. Oh, Any crowd that. response, good or bad, is better than just chatter at the table. Yeah. One of the one of the first times I bombed, uh, I was pretty upset about it right when it first started. And uh, one of the older guys was like, uh, what's the problem, you know? I was like, I, I just ate it. He goes, what, they... They uh, weren't listening to you? I was like, no, they just didn't laugh. And he was like, 
So you got them listening to you. He's like, work off of that, you know, build from that. But I never thought of that before. But yeah, if, if you're just if you're not compelling enough to even just look at, then you've got the problems, you know. Yeah, one more quick story I wanted to tell. Um, Bob and I were doing a, a gig in Bay City, Michigan. Now, this was a town. We were staying at some hotel. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't nice. But there was like a factory nearby and just smoke. Like you would walk, you would open your door and there would be a fog on the street from all the, nice. the smoke. I mean, it was... That was from you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was from my room. It was in my room. <laughs> Everywhere I went. <laughs> yeah, probably there was some smoke in the room. But, but I mean, and I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette going, you know... Fuckers and their chemicals. <laughs> you know, I like to pick my poison. Well, that's the one where we got pulled over. Oh, about, yeah. About 20 minutes into the trip. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, there goes the profit. Thanks for the $150 ticket, damn it. And we're passing a joint around the car, and we see the lights. We put the joint out. Everybody in the car pulled out cigarettes. There were people in the van that, that weren't even smokers that suddenly pulled cigarettes out of their ass. And my, and my wife, like, cracks the window, like, three inches as, like, smoke is bellowing out <laughs> of the side. And I remember specifically, I'm like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, blowing smoke right at them. And, and uh, I remember she's like, God damn, like, waving <laughs> at me. I'm like, you're not supposed to tip off the officer that this is abnormal at all. <laughs> yeah, was... It's a miracle we didn't get in trouble. We did get a ticket. Yeah, I, I packed the flask on that trip, and I, I kind of conked out early that night when we went out. Yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pretty crazy. I don't remember that gig. Did we do good that night? I have to assume so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alcohol. <laughs> Bob, you had another story? Uh... Uh, yeah, it's an unfortunate story. I was uh, playing in a... Petoskey, Michigan one time. I took along a buddy of ours. You know him, Chris Cohen. Chris Cohen. He's yeah. been on the show. Very funny man. Chris Cohen. Yeah, we... Uh, uh, comedy.com, I think. Yeah, he's a, he's a really funny guy. We rolled up to uh, Petoskey, Michigan together and uh, playing a casino gig that night. And the way the uh, venue was set up, we had a bar uh, separate from the stage, and there was a bar up at the stage. And so I was watching Chris perform, and... Some guy just kept slurring all through his set very aggressively, just yelling at him. And I was like, what the fuck is that all about? So I'm preparing myself. I'm thinking, this guy's going to come after me, so I better think of something to say. And I was like, well, I'm in a casino. I'll make it relevant. So uh, Chris gets off stage. I'm like, don't worry, I got this. And he's trying to like grab me and talk me out of it. And I'm like brushing him off because I have to get up on stage. And as I get up there, I'm about two minutes deep. And sure enough, this guy just shouts out, at me, and I'll go, yeah, I bet you hit the, the slots really big tonight, buddy, because you're already unlucky in life, you fucking idiot. And I look down, and it's a guy with Down syndrome. Oh, no. Um, staring at, which was weird, because he sort of agreed. He was like, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit. And, uh, the, you know, everybody's asshole slammed shut. So now um, every, the crowd hates you, because they know this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like the local... Uh, the village idiot. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> and, and I was like, I blame that. I mean, he, you know, I don't expect him to compose himself. But you're but, getting heckled by a dude with Down syndrome. That's pretty funny. Right. You right. duck. Yeah, I've got a long history with people with Down syndrome. Get off the stage! And this guy was, uh, 
Whoever, you know, his, his handlers were at fault. His handlers. <laughs> because like were, he's a fucking wild animal at the circus. His handlers came in. One of them had one of those rods with the electric thing at the end. Guard, guard Cattle your, prod. Guard your tard, man. That should be my problem. Like, they knew he was heckling for 20 minutes. And so I was, you know, three minutes deep in a half-hour routine. So I had to start aiming around him, you know. And then, uh, it, whatever, I did my contractual obligation and got shit hammered when played some poker and uh chris and i were hitting the blackjack table i was nodding off and in and out and uh as i'm walking around i got my camera from where i recorded my show and my tripod and i get approached by a couple of security guards and uh the guy you know comes up to me he's like what's what's the deal with the camera sir and i was like i'm a comedian your club hired me to play here i was just playing in that showroom and he didn't buy into my story, so he goes, uh, oh yeah? How'd it go? And I was like, I called a guy with Down Syndrome a fucking idiot. And he was like, just take the camera and leave, sir. Have a good night. <laughs> Get the <laughs> hell out of here. I don't want to delve into this whole ball of wax. Yeah, because you, like, somebody videotaping the club couldn't make that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty. That's go-to story. Yeah. I was playing in a... Michigan City, Indiana one time. Michigan City, Indiana. Yeah, they're, they're, they're confused. Yeah, they're all fucked up. And uh, some woman actually approached me to tell me she hated my act, but she wanted to talk to me for 15 minutes. And she was like, uh, you know, I'm a psychic. And she started telling me all this shit that was completely inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you have a dog named Pokey. <laughs> no, no, I don't. And I started to agree with her <laughs> yeah. just to get her to quit. Because she kept searching, I found. Whenever I said something wasn't accurate, she would keep, well, it was a cousin. No, it was no, a then you're... lamppost. No, candy cane. So, so, <laughs> so she was like, you know, used to have a tricycle. I was like, yeah, that's right. She was like, it was red. I was like, absolutely. Have a good day. You know, but, but she had her sister-in-law with her who had Down syndrome. And uh, that's a big part of my fan base. You think and, the psychic would have saw that coming. Right. <laughs> Don't come. this is awkward hearing from my sister but okay Um, but she was like she was like watch this she hates this and she would pretend to remove her wedding ring and the retarded girl would get so upset because she knew that it meant an obligation to her brother or whatever and I was like how am I the asshole and you're like taunting a retarded girl right in front of me Um, but but the weird thing was she goes "Uh, I didn't like your set it was very you know mean spirited she loved it. And I'm like, she, cause she was just sitting in the corner grinning and like laughing when everyone else laughed. I, I like always thought that was kind of a weird compliment. This girl that doesn't understand anything thinks you're a genius. You know? <laughs> Rain Man's a big fan. Yeah. I did do a bit about that, that same night. Uh, cause you know, when you're working these one nighters, a lot of times they'll have like, uh, uh, their doorman or somebody hosts the show. Right. They're trying to keep costs down. So their their doorman was a big fat older guy, and uh, he decides to take a shot at me before he gets on stage, which or before he brings me up rather. Which so he's on stage hosting the show. He's about to bring you up, and he slams you. Yeah, and it's weird because he's getting ready to hand me the microphone, you know. But uh, but he goes, I like this next guy here, man, because look at him, and he throws his arm around me like we're chums, and he goes, this next guy here makes me look fifty pounds lighter. Ha ha ha. And he just walks off, oh. and uh, I'm thinking, well, I have to say something because the yeah. crowd doesn't know me, and they're not going to have any respect for me if I don't. So I was like, uh, 
more like five pounds, you fat buck. And the guy, like, <laughs> fucking barked him and looked over, like, mortified at me. And I was like, you know what else is funny? It's whenever we stand beside each other naked, he makes my dick look three feet longer. <laughs> and, uh, and How'd he take that? Oh, man, he was fuming. And here's the... Here's what does the, he expect? Here's the part of the story, like, and I, I tell this as a bit on stage, but he goes over to the feature, who's a buddy of mine, to fucking... Because he can't assault me because I'm doing my act. So he goes over to uh, my buddy and he goes, here's his whole problem with this scenario. It wasn't that I called him a fat fuck. He goes to him, he goes, I'll show him who's got the bigger dick. He goes, we'll see who wins that contest. That's his whole problem. I have fitted his dick, you know. And he's like, we'll see who wins that contest. He goes, I'll find the hottest chick in this bar and we'll whoop him out in front of her. We'll see who wins that fucking contest. And I'm like. Isn't the real loser of that contest the chick? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you, just, you just said you're going to find the hottest one in the bar, you know? Clearly she has her choice of any penis she wants to see, but you want to force her to look at our fat, flaccid junk? <laughs> and, and even know you bring that up in conversation. And, Excuse me, ma'am, I've got a proposition for you. I was hoping you might be able to help me settle a bet. <laughs> you see me... And this other equally unattractive fat son of a bitch <laughs> was fixing to whip out her ding-dongs and waggle them all up in your face. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to let me know which one makes you vomit the least. <laughs> I'd be honored. But that's the kind of shit you get on these gigs. You right. know, you don't know what you're going to get. So you got this fat guy hosting and he's insulting you. He's like, all right, everybody. Coming to the stage right now is a big fat piece of shit, and he ain't funny at all. <laughs> and he's like, "Man, why'd you make fun of me, boy? I don't understand why you took a shot." Well, you know, it's like uh, it's it, everybody fancies themselves clever and funny, and so he, I guess he gets all giddy with excitement that there's a comedy show, so he wants to throw his hand in the or his hat in the ring. And and the thing is that he doesn't realize that we're professionals and we've dealt with this, you know. So it's like. Uh, it's like I just got done watching Roadhouse, and so I walk up to like Brock Lesnar, like, "Hey, what's up, faggot? Let's tumble a little bit, you know." And he Jeez. fucking bends me into a pretzel and sticks my hand in my own ass. I mean, that's what that guy basically walked into. I think I could take a shot at the funny man. Yeah, and we've been doing comedy a long time. If you if you fuck with me and then hand me the mic, you you just uh, paid for your own funeral because I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, the only way to really do that is after you're escorted off stage, you know, like and, and that's my time. Everybody, they go up like that guy was a prick. Then he can't get you back. Yeah, but this guy like revved me up and then handed me the microphone, and I was scheduled to do an hour. He's out of his mind. You know? <laughs> yeah, what a fucking Looney Tune. Good story. Thank you. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Safe travels. Stick it to the man. Rock City. Smoke weed.